big question is this. How do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness, and our longevity? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh, and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Well, hello, all you beautiful cyclists. It's Sarah, and I am back for my Saturday podcast. And I'm here as your cycling big sister. I kind of gave myself that accolade last week. And I want to talk about my newbie's journey through cycling and fitness and what I've learned. And I am very much still serving my apprenticeship in cycling. I have a lot to learn from the masters, but I I might be a couple of chapters ahead of you. So maybe I can pass on some of my wisdom Now, this week I have been glued to the Tour de France Femme avec Zwift, which is the female Tour de France. I wonder next year will they start calling the men's uh, Tour de France Tour de France um, avec something. (laughs) That would be kind of fun. Um, But the... Tour de France Femme has been amazing. It's just been wow, 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 wow. Those are some tough birds out there. It's been inspirational and the coverage has been incredible. I don't think there's ever been a woman's race before where there, there's been as many cameras following them through the day. So we're getting to see everything that's unfolding within the race every day and we're getting to know the teams and the individuals we're getting to know their personalities and the race styles and their strengths their weaknesses and the sacrifice each rider makes for the team well I I, like I could just go on and on it's been amazing it's been so exciting and to those that say televising women's sport is a waste of time and that the huge pay gaps are warranted sit down and watch these warriors in the Tour de France Femme and come back to me then. We need trailblazers in women's sports. So one of my favourite sports stars is Katie Taylor. Katie is a boxer from Ireland and she's the current undisputed lightweight champion of the world. She won five consecutive gold medals at the World Championships and she's an Olympic gold medalist. And she was instrumental in bringing female boxing to the Olympics. Can you believe that the Olympic board didn't have women boxers competing in the Olympics until 2012? So Katie Taylor, she did something about it. It was her dream to be in the Olympics. She lobbied, she petitioned. She was very vocal about getting women on the card for the Olympics. And it's said that her showcase fight for the Olympic Committee was instrumental in the sport being brought on to the Olympics for women as her fighting was at such a high standard. Isn't that amazing? Katie used to go and fight in competitions as a girl, but she would pretend to be a boy because she wanted to fight at a higher level. And plus, she didn't have the female competition at the time. And there are countless girls that have brought, that have gone into that sport because Katie Taylor is such an icon. But what were people telling Katie when she was going through all the work to get women boxing recognised as an Olympic sport? Yeah, 
They were also saying that women shouldn't be boxing, that the pay gap is warranted and that the women's standard is below par. And now just look at where women's boxing is and Olympic boxing for women. It's crazy. Katie has now gone on to turn professional and she's selling out stadiums for her fight and she is uh, in the lead fights. She's at the head of the tickets for these fights. So we need to move women's sport on now. Yep, I agree. We do not have the same natural strength that men have. So women's sport, it will always be different. But instead of brawn, we can bring so many other things. We can bring skill. We can bring tactics. We can bring passion. And most of all, we can bring inclusion. If you look at female versus male tennis, they're two very different animals. A lot would say that the female sport of tennis is more enjoyable than the male. There's more skill on show, there's more rallies, it's more exciting and it's not just a game of, you know, who can score using the hardest serves like the guys do. Simone Biles, who is an amazing athlete, she's an American gymnast, I really look up to this girl. She has seven Olympic medals under her belt. And she put it really succinctly when she said, I am not the next Usain Bolt or Michael Phelps. I am the first Simone Biles. And that's basically what we are as women athletes and women in sport. Do the naysayers out there not understand that the more we showcase these women's events, the more girls will see these women athletes, the more they will be inspired to take these sports up. And then the standard will rise and rise as there's more participation, more competition, more focus, and then eventually more funding. So hopefully this first Tour de France Femme avec Zwift has inspired some girls to get out there and take up this beautiful sport. You know, we always hear the elite males, we hear Pogaccia, we hear about Bradley Wiggins, Roglic, talk about the older generation riders that inspired them to start competing at a high level in cycling and to go on and win the Tour de France and other famous races. And I know that in a few years we will be hearing from the new generation in female cycling that they looked at this Tour de France femme and dreamed of one day dominating the sport like the amazing Mariana Voss. So let's be champions for women's sport and for the inclusion and showcasing of it. (laughs) Okay, that's kind of, that's rant number one done for today. This week, I also returned to my weekly Wednesday group ride after my trip to Iceland. So every Wednesday, I lead a no-drop ride. And for anyone who doesn't know, a no-drop ride, it basically means that no one is left behind. So you could go out on a ride with a cycling group and it can be a little bit doggy dog. So if you can't keep up with the pace, you drop out the back and no one takes care of you. But that's not what my Wednesday ride is. It's a no drop ride and I'm quite strict about that as well. Nobody is left behind. It's every Wednesday leaving from the Phoenix Park and usually there's about eight to ten of us. But on Wednesday gone, there was about 19 or 20 people in my no drop group. It was stunning to see all of these cyclists. I absolutely loved it. 
Now, of course, when you're leading a group this big, it can be a little bit nerve-wracking. I have to say, I was a little bit daunted by the sheer amount of people. There's a lot of different skills and fitness abilities. And, you know, I try and give guidance around how to sit on the wheel and how to ride as a compact group and how to fuel and hydrate for the spin and tips around cadence. And, you know, kind of do that as we're going along. Now, the spin went great. Everyone got home safe and sound. I think everyone had fun. But I did get some feedback, which wasn't all positive from one of the attendees. And I really, really welcome feedback like this. It was a real eye opener. And it actually covered some things I take for granted as a cyclist and as a group leader. So, you know, I'm always talking about extreme ownership. And yep, I should have confirmed at the start of the ride before we set off you know, confirmed with everybody or had a chat with everybody about how they felt their level was, you know, how their skill level is as a rider. And I have done this before, but I've also found that most people tend to overestimate their skill levels anyway. um, You know, they don't really realize that you do need a high level of skill to be able to ride safely in a group. But saying that, I still should probably have asked everyone if they had any experience riding in a group. Now, Everyone is welcome, even if you've never ridden in a group, but it's best as a newbie to let someone know so they can watch out for you. So if you're new to a group, just let the person know that you've no experience riding in a group, just so we can help you a little bit. The thing I will say is that there is also a certain amount of personal responsibility for you and other riders when you're going on a group spin. Your bike must be in good working condition. So it was fed back to me after the spin that some people's brakes weren't working great. And that's why they wouldn't ride closer to the wheel in front of them like I was encouraging them or that they couldn't clip in and out of their pedals with confidence. This is all information that you need to give before we set off in a group ride of like 19, 20, 21 people. Because we're out on the roads, there's people around, there's pedestrians, there's joggers, there's dogs. So let somebody know, let your group lead know that you are having these issues with your bike or your confidence. Okay, the next bit of feedback that I got was hand signals. And this, yeah, I mean, anyone who listens to my podcast knows I'm not a huge fan of all the excessive shouting and roaring that happens in some group rides. You know, there's constant car up, car down, hole, oil. Oh, I, it just, it's confusing. It's unclear. Like, where's the hole? Where's the oil? It's unnecessary. It's frustrating. I mean, I know for a fact as a newbie, I wouldn't have known what car up, car down meant. Does that mean uh, up ahead of me, down be- below me? I have no idea. But saying that, there are absolutely situations where you need to let other people know that you're turning or that there's a huge pothole. And Anthony in particular hates shouting hole. And look, I've covered that ad nauseum. But maybe for newbies, being vocal is probably okay sometimes, as long as it's not overdone. It's hard and unsafe to take your hands off the handlebars to point at something. So I think for beginners, vocalizing that you're turning is okay or that there's some debris on the road. But again, my bad. I didn't convey this at the start of the ride. So it's definitely something I'll be doing moving forward. The other thing that I noticed in this big group is that people tend to lose concentration when they're riding and as I said you have a responsibility to the people in your group to stay safe 
And look, I know that this is a leisure group ride, but when you're a noob, you really need to stay focused and concentrate for the entirety of the spin. And I know it's hard because you're getting tired, you're getting fatigued or fatigued, as the great Sean Kelly always says when he's in his commentary box. But you must keep your head on a swivel when you're in a group. Of course, it's fab to chat and catch up with your friends on the bike or in a group when you're meeting new people. But you also need to be completely aware of your surroundings, you know, what the person is doing ahead of you, listening for anybody shouting about debris or holes or turns. So please don't switch off. Don't go into a dream world. Stay on. Now, what I was really impressed with on the ride was the ability to suffer and I know that this sounds very sadistic but it's something that you'll need as a cyclist this ability to suffer particularly if you want to ride in a group because there are going to be times when you need to be able to push through the discomfort you need to dig deep and keep going and just kind of suffer a little bit I was chatting to a guy last week who had been out training with a friend and he was commenting about him saying that he was soft so (laughs) he he was just giving up too, too soon he wasn't digging deep he was complaining when it got tough he wasn't pushing you know he had an I can't mentality and in cycling you not only need an I can mentality you need an I must mentality and mindset if you want to ride in a group so I must stay on the wheel I must fuel for my ride I must take responsibility for my safety I must give 100% to stay in the group and not get dropped it's fucking hard this sport is so hard it's the hardest sport I've ever done I get my ass handed back to me most Saturdays on the group spin but that's where I learn the most and that's where I get the most gains and you know what I really saw this on Wednesday night people were so out of their comfort zone but they were so determined and you know they had a lot of fight a lot of gusto to stay with the group so well done everybody it was amazing so if anyone in the Dublin area wants to join this amazing spin it leaves at 6 p.m from the dash coffee shop dash cafe which is amazing as well by the way at the phoenix park it's it's right beside the hole in the wall pub and there's also a faster group that leaves at the same time so if you don't want to come with the newbies slower group there is there is um, a group that goes a good bit faster than us the other thing i want to talk about and i hate to bring it up But I am doing you a solid here. Yes, I'm going to start talking about winter, the dreaded winter. But you know what? It's going to roll around really quickly. Now is the time to start facing up to that fact. The end of the season for racing and sportives and events usually ends around September. So get something in your diary. Get busy signing up or targeting a big goal for the end of September to keep your motivation going. There's time to train for an event in September. So get onto the websites, have a look at what's going on in your locality and sign up for something in September and keep rolling towards that goal. The other thing I will say is that there are loads of bargains out there right now on winter kit. So like gloves, leggings, 
overshoes, long sleeve jerseys, rain jackets, all the winter stuff that you will need. Well, I'm not sure where where you're listening from, but certainly in Ireland and most places in Europe. I had a look around some of my favourite sites over the last few days. All of the winter kit is on sale. So go grab some bargains. And with an eye to the future too, there's some great deals on indoor trainers at the moment. So you can be working away on getting your indoor training set up, organized for the winter, slowly like picking up pieces here and there. I know we all have great intentions of training outdoor all winter, but just sometimes it's completely impossible. And I'll be running loads of Zwift meetups over the darker nights. So it'd be really cool if we could get you on board for some of those too. So folks, that is my lot for this week. Thank you again for all of the emails, DMs, all the messages that you've sent in over the last week to us. And as always, thank you for recommending the Roadman Cycling Podcast to your family and friends and cycling clubs. You're all beautiful, gorgeous people. Have a great weekend, everyone. Safe pedaling and I will chat to you again next week. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Have you ever wondered how good you could actually be? Each of us has a unique set of circumstances with work, family and social obligations, but we also want to fulfill our potential in cycling. Okay, okay, maybe you won't ever win the Tour de France, but for most of us, this is what cycling is about. So let us build you the perfect training plan around your lifestyle that's totally unique to you and will help you finally realize your cycling dreams. So whether you're just getting started on the bike or if you're a more seasoned cyclist, we have a suitable coach for you. So why not schedule a call with us and we can have a chat about how we can help you go further than you ever dreamed of in your cycling and fitness goals. Go to roadmancycling.com forward slash contact or pop me an email directly to sarah at roadmancycling.com.